How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Forever. This week on the podcast, Helen Oyeyemi's White is for Witching. Hello, welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And we are discussing White is for Witching. I don't have the name up in front of me. Helen Oyeyemi. Oyeyemi. Thank you. Um... Yeah. Do you so want me to that's read the what we read? The, do you want me to read the, <laughs> the Goodreads back, summary? Or, yeah. Because yes, I think please. both of us got it on. <laughs> Condal. All right. In a vast, mysterious house on the cliffs near Dover, the Silver family is reeling from the hole punched into its heart. Lily is gone, and her twins, Miranda and Elliot, and her husband, the gentle Luke, mourn her absence with unspoken intensity. All is not well with the house either, which creaks and grumbles. Um, and malignly confuses visitors in its mazy rooms, forcing winter apples in the garden when the branches should be bare. Generations of women inhabit its walls. And Miranda, with her new appetite for chalk and her keen sense for spirits, is more attuned to them than she is to her brother and father. She is leaving them slowly, slipping away from them, and when one dark night she vanishes entirely, the survivors are left to tell her story. Mary, I conjure you. This is a spine-tingling... Okay, we don't need this part. (laughs) (laughs) Reviews. Yeah. Uh, kind of flies. Yeah, a little. Wouldn't you say? Because the thing is, like, the the survivors aren't telling her, like, the tale of what happened. Like, they're just talking about their experience with her. Yeah. Their lives. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it sort of makes it seem like the house misses her. But like she's in the house. Yeah, the house is eating her. The house stole her. Yeah. That's interesting. This is one of those books that I think I will like better after talking about it. Because even in the brief, like I was kind of talking to Micah a little bit about it to try and like talk out what happened and like Mm -hmm. and looking back on it, I'm like, oh, you know what? Like I think I appreciate it more. Because, like, while I was reading it, the first, and I think, you know, part of this is intentional, but, like, the first couple chapters, I was, like, I do not understand who is talking, who anybody is to anybody. Yeah. What's happening? I don't know. I, yeah, and as I said to you, like, it, it's a very, like, Shirley Jackson, The Haunting of Hill House kind of disorientation. Mm-hmm. But it didn't 
it wasn't as effective to me. Like, because the house, it, it seemed like inconsistent to me whose story we were getting and how their voice sounded when they were telling it. Mm -hmm. And I kind of agree with you that like maybe talking about it will make me appreciate it more because in the in part two it really picked up for me once yeah. we're getting uh how are you saying it ori ore ore probably yeah once we're getting ore's story i was mm -hmm. like very into it me too me too and then at the end of the book i went back and read a bit of the beginning where it's like mm -hmm. ore and and um elliot Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Elliot and the house. Yeah. Because that's the Then thing. I had like a new appreciation for what I had initially read. But when I was reading it, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And I think this is one of those books that like lends itself to that, like to revisiting because I, I had the same feeling where I was like, or like as, as I was reading the end, I remembered stuff at the beginning that I was like, what? Mm -hmm. Um, or stuff that I didn't even like it was stuff that I read that I didn't even know to question because I was so confused. Like there were just things that were happening that I was like, I don't even know what's happening. And then mm -hmm. it did help put things into perspective. Like once we got to the end. Yes. Um, because I knew at the beginning, right. Like you, you know that we're switching character perspectives, mm -hmm. but it's kind of confused. I think the main confusing thing is that the twins call Lily. Lily and not mom. I get annoyed when that happens and either a reason isn't given or it's only for one parent. Yes, because then I was like, is Lily the mom? Is she not the mom? And I had yeah. a lot of trouble even understanding that she was the mom. Yeah. It was like, here's an example of what the book sounds like to where I was like, okay, it's like. <clears throat> It was maybe my issue with it is that it was both poetic and disorienting, but not in a, I don't know, because I really like magical realism and that's what this book seemed like, but I was not enjoying it. I don't know. So I'll read think, this yeah. section. This is Elliot, Elliot's perspective. I didn't answer. I tried to picture our mother in Haiti, and I saw her in a tower built of guns, heaving with voodoo creepy gods and white feathers tipped with blood. Lily's eye transformed places. She looked at structures, and they turned inside out and offered her their desolate jigsaw patterns. Once Lily pointed out a photo of hers in a magazine, a picture of a tundra with a ball of ice at noon in the sky. What was this place? My mother gave me three guesses. My best and most desperate guess was that truckloads of sand had been poured onto a simulation of the surface of the moon. Nope, she said, Gobi Desert. Lily was the changer who came home the same, but that was, but that last time the signs were bad. When she left, she had forgotten her watch on the telephone stand in the hallway, a brass body with thin leather arms ticking away Haitian time, six hours behind ours. How could she have forgotten her watch? I'll stop there. Yeah. Like... It's like somehow beautiful to read, mm -hmm. but I am also annoyed. I think I, it, I like what overall, is the Lily was the changer who came home the same. 
Yeah. It's like, that's a very beautiful sentence, but I don't know what it means. Like, if it were, like, slowly revealed to me, that would yeah. be one thing. But Lily never, what is, how was she the changer? What do you mean she was the changer? Yeah. I guess if she, because here's the thing. I would, Lily is the changer who came home the same. Well, I guess she, because she was working, like, in cahoots with the house to, like, change Mary. Change no, she Miranda. wasn't. Was she just trapped? That was just a either a ghost or a, an apparition of the house. Apparition, so I apparition had the, that the I house had the created. thought because Lily that, died in Haiti. Yeah, but like for some reason, I felt like the house had consumed the essence of like all the women. But uh, yeah, that could be too. But I still don't see how she's the no. She's not the changer. changer. I don't know how she's the changer. Like it's not like she was a which Mm -mm. she wasn't like there was no alchemy like lily seemed very normal when she was writing her later in the book like very normal yeah she just um she was kind of an enigma which was interesting because like i didn't really understand her no i didn't either um but the i think in general I think I think I liked this book and there were parts that I was like, wow, this is really beautiful. And she is a very beautiful writer. Mm -hmm. um, and there were parts that like were really like she was good at like capturing very specific feelings. Um, like I'm trying to see if I have any examples of that. Um, like really. Yeah, weird. I didn't end up highlighting anything. The lies that the synopsis told are like Miranda's been eating non-food items for years. Yeah. And it's called pica. And she starts by eating chalk. And it does start as soon as she gets in the house because their great grandmother did it. Mm -hmm. And it is like a family trait. And it is like the house wants to consume the women of the family for sure. It's like everything makes sense. Yeah. But I didn't I just wasn't enjoying the language. It's like I appreciate it. Yeah. And it's beautiful, but I wasn't. I It kept me at a distance mm. rather I felt, than. I felt pretty okay with it. In. Yeah, I felt pretty like all right with it. But then again. Whereas with like Haunting of Hill House, I felt like I was lost in it. But with that this, was, I was like I, yeah. very much sitting on my couch trying to parse the language. Yeah. And I, th well, I think also there's, now that I've read the end of the book and I'm like looking at the beginning, I do appreciate the beginning a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I do feel like if I reread it, I might appreciate it more, but like, and I sort of respect a book where it's like, oh, as you, as, uh, upon rereading, it reveals even more to you. But I'm sort of like, almost like, I have to read it a second time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think there were like certain, I, I, I think in general, I really liked this book. I felt like the, um, like there were certain descriptions that I really enjoyed. Like there was, oh, okay. So this is towards the, um, this is in the second half of the book where I think it's just a lot more, um, What's the word? Like more traditional structure. So it's easier to follow. Mm -hmm. um, 
And she's writing in the perspective of Ore, who um, is thinking about this old myth of the Sokukant. I don't know how to say that. Sokukant? Sokoyant? Sokoyant? Anyway, it's this uh it's this old uh woman who like is a uh basically like this demon that feeds off of other people's souls and how it does that is uh the soul of the of the being leaves the skin of the person and then travels around at night and like scoops up all the souls and then how you can get rid of her is you can rub the skin the 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 body that it has left with salt and pepper and then when it tries to go back into the body it like that burns it and then the it abandons its body and dies mm-hmm. and so she's thinking about this I think th- by the way it's pronounced sukuyant sukuyant okay sukuyant um I really liked this part so she she thinks about this a lot um and uh ore does and ore is a um uh a girl who meets Miranda in college this is when Miranda's gone to college um and 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 I think we should maybe give a more detailed cuz there's like so it's it not very much happens in this book but it is helpful to know yeah what i happens. was thinking the same so, thing so like a really really like pared yeah. down so okay Miranda and Elliot are twins and uh, Miranda has pica and she's always kind of been unwell and um, just like kind of like in between the worlds and Elliot kind of feels it too. But, you know, and they're very connected to each other. Um, their mom dies while she is being a photographer in Haiti. Uh, and the dad and the story is like her and her brother, Elliot and her dad, Luke, uh, at first, like dealing with it and then the twins apply to college uh he goes uh, elliot goes to south africa quote but then we learn he does not that was so sad i really I liked like, that reveal i love like, that i was what? like oh my god <laughs> and the whole time she was feeling like she was being yes, followed and i thought it was just like the house or yeah or like ghosts, ghosts or something yeah. So that the reveal so that it was cool. Elliot taking photos of her, I was like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So she gets into Cambridge. He goes to, quote, South Africa, but really he's, like, following her around at Cambridge and just taking pictures of her. And they're also, like, very connected and in a very twin way. It's, like, a little V.C. Andrews at times because I'm, like, there's, like, a part where it's, like, whenever there's boy-girl twins, people ask, like, when did you... Everyone knows that, like, no one can replace your twin. and that like people keep asking when did you fall when were you falling and you couldn't stop falling like basically in love with yourself and your twin mm-hmm. and you you as one of the twins always tell them to shut up but it's because you can't remember when you did boy girl twins boy girl twins so we do get we, we had boy girl twins and we had the boy girl twin vc andrews action which we wanted mm-hmm. but so without that. crossing a line which we also want <laughs> which thank god or which we don't want 
Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. So uh, she goes to Cambridge. She meets uh, this girl, Ore, who they had met when they were uh, doing interviews and like uh, Ore was going to leave because she felt like a fraud and Miranda promised, like uh, convinced her to go do her interview and then she did get into Cambridge. So they meet there officially. They start a relationship. Um, and or this entire time, this is after Miranda has come back from an institution um, due to some kind of break. Uh, Miranda's like very, very, very skinny, cannot eat any food and is just like wasting away. And then when Ori starts dating her, Ori starts kind of like fading away. And every time she like sleeps with her in the same bed, the next day she like feels so drained. Um, Ori goes to visit Miranda at the house um, and experiences all kind of spookiness. Mm-hmm. That, and, I really liked that sequence. Oh my God. I could have done more with more Ore in the house. Yeah. And Sade is, um, uh, a oh it's also worth noting because there there are issues of race in this story um like just kind of like dealing with race and colonialism and all that um ore is is ore nigerian she is right but she's adopted into a white family yeah and then Sade is nigerian but nigerian nigerian and like knows the like knows Nigerian culture and folklore and all that. And she is a housekeeper that's come to work at the house after the death of Lee. What's her name? Lily. Lily. Or after the other family leaves. Right. Oh, or right. Oh my God. Kosovo. Because that whatever. Oh my God. Yes. Because there used to be a housekeeper family that lived there, but they left because they were like the house is evil. Up. <laughs> the two there are two little girls, one's 10 and one's seven. And the 10-year-old, like, they can't find her one night. And they just find her, like, standing in the lift, like, unable to account for how or why she's there. And she couldn't bring herself to press the alarm button. And it was kind of like the house was trapping her in there. Yeah. Yeah. And 
So she's been working there. And this entire time she is like communicating with the house in an adversarial way. Like the house is like threatened by her because she's like trying to use uh, um, like Nigerian folklore to like guard herself against the house because the Sokuyant thing is there. But it's also the good mother, good, la- good lady. Um, that's how Miranda knows it. That's what Lily called it. Yeah. The good lady. And their great grandmother was named Anna Good. Yeah. And um, the house basically like makes like it. Uh, Ore is like, I cannot be at this house any longer. <laughs> I need to leave. So she leaves. And then Miranda just gets like consumed by the house. Oh, also the moment where, so Elliot, like when he first meets Miranda, I'm sorry, when he first meets Ore, Ore, he's like, wow, she's really pretty. But um, also he's been seeing her. I then, know. Walking so what's around he with doing? Miranda. So what is he doing? Mm, naughty. Anyway, <laughs> he goes in to kiss her and she like lets him kiss her. And then he's like, mm, you're not feeling this. And she's like, I don't like guys i don't think and he's like cool 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 cool. i'm very embarrassed but it was like she was like yeah go maybe you should yeah. try kissing me like yeah man up yeah and she kiss was me. Like, like be brave yeah and she, then, she's and then like, she tried it <laughs> yeah she was like wow mm, sorry and he's like wow okay and she's like well i didn't say like no guys but like probably not you <laughs> and, and he's like mm, okay well i'm gonna go in my room and just like be embarrassed and goodbye <laughs> and so then she <laughs> Like, and so she, Ore has this like insane, like, oh my God. She's like in the fucking, like, this house is very like Haunting of Hill House, House of Leaves, like very like, there are other dimensions and rooms that like you don't know about. And like the physics of the house don't really make sense. And it like creates its own rooms and traps people in them. Yes. The oh my God. The of Lily's mother, Jennifer, yes. was fascinating. <laughs> I that actually that moment was one of the things that made me really like this book. Like I definitely started to get more on board when I found out that Jennifer was trapped in the house the entire time. And that like we learned that from the house. Because Jennifer house like, was going to abandon her. She like didn't like being a mom. She resented being a mom. And she was going to run off and try to be a model in London. Mm-hmm. And so the house was like, how dare you abandon this family i'm gonna trap you in me forever <laughs> and she's, and i love that the house was like hmm lily always thought that her mother abandoned her but she was right on the other side of a wall the whole time and she died a quiet death and yeah just she was there it's like and i don't know why you would get mad at me because she lived a full exciting life which was what she wanted <laughs> i like an unusual the- life yeah, I I love. Yeah, exactly. It was like she wanted a, an unusual life, and uh, she get, she got one. So like, uh, can't be mad. I loved the kind of like allegory for abusive relationship that the house was, because it was very like, I'm helping you. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you see that? This is how you should be living, and so I'm going to force you to live that way, and you're welcome. I think that this um is a testament to like how well she writes about this. But truly I, one of the biggest things that made it difficult for me to read this book was the Pika stuff. Like it was really, it's like unpleasant. it made me feel pretty sick. 
it made me feel like really sick because it was just like, I think eating things that are not food is like kind of a squick to me. Like I, and this is not to say that like, I don't, I'm not trying to pass judgment on anybody that has pica. Everybody like it, disorders, but it's everybody it, like particularly upsetting. I think, yeah, I think that there's like the, the star, like, cause she, cause Miranda's at a point where she is starving herself and only eating. Like she will eat counted out bites of food and then be like, I can't wait to like go eat that spatula. And yeah. And she like the discussion of like slowly stripping off and how it is kept. And when the dad finds everything after she goes to college was very sad. The, also the part where, um, and the description of it was so apt. Like she does do these like moments that are so clear and like you can, you just understand it mm-hmm. when um, Elliot, Here, I found, is it the, the first where Elliot finds the stuff? No. Oh, okay. Well, this really is when quick, you well, first like, yeah. Um, learn about the spatula. I think. Yeah. Miranda avoided dinner on new year's Eve by pre- pretending to be asleep when Luke called her. She was ready for him when he came looking for her. She lay on her back and offered her face to him, knowing how she looked, knowing that he saw the dark smudges that wheeled around her eyes. He didn't try to wake her anymore. When Luke had gone, she locked the door and searched a drawer at the top of her wardrobe for the last remaining strip of a blue plastic spatula she had been working on for two months. Come slowly, Eden. She put the Crest's Greatest Hits album onto her CD player and skipped through to Flower of Love. Plastic was usually very satisfying. A 50-millimeter wad of it was tough to chew away from the main body of the strip, but with steady labor, sucking, and biting, it curved beneath, between the teeth like an extension of the gum, and the thick, bittersweet oils in it streamed down her throat for hours, so long she sometimes forgot and thought her body was producing it like saliva. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I really, really liked a lot of parts of this book. Yeah. It was I, just the, very hard to get into. Yeah. Yeah. I, I the, the part that uh, I really liked was, curve. yes, a big learning. It was, I kind of, we were talking about this over text. It kind of felt like learning. And some of the books that we read are like that, mm-hmm. where it's like, you have to kind of learn the language of the book and then you can be like, oh, okay, now I can read it. Because I think the second half of the book was easier to get through for many reasons. One, that it's more traditional. It's less like, stream of consciousness of different people and we're not entirely sure what the relationships are Mm -hmm. but also like because we've already we've like done this crash course of like the language and then so when it does slip back into that kind of stuff you're like okay like i actually thought and i don't normally like gimmicky writing but i liked when she would do the thing with like one word in the middle that would like end one thought and then start another. Yeah. I liked that too. And I, I have a feeling that if I'd had the paperback, Mm -hmm. this book might have a, you might have a slightly different experience because like I, have you seen that book Lincoln in the Bardo by George Saunders? That would be, I imagine fucking impossible to read on Kindle. Because it is so all about formatting and it jumps between the perspective of different ghosts in this graveyard. I think the same can probably be said of House of Leaves. Probably. Yeah, I think it would be really, really hard. And so I wonder if it, 
it doesn't seem like it's like that a lot, but I do wonder if it would be a little easier. Like, easier. Yeah. I almost want to buy it on paperback. Yeah, I think I might just buy it on paperback because there were parts of this book that I was like, I really, and and actually I, in the parts that I just reread of the first half, I like a lot now knowing what I know mm-hmm. about this book. There was a, a part that I felt like it just felt so visceral and so sad and so just like voyeuristic is when Elliot, Elliot comes in and sees all of her like stuff that she's been eating and he compares it to when like it feels gross and wrong like you're seeing someone's like discarded chicken bones yeah like that i was like oh my god but he also like kind of enables her he does he gives her chalk gives her chalk later after the dad has taken everything away yeah he's like but yeah, I mean, and he does it partially because, right, he feels like she's him. And so he's like feeding his own addiction. And he's been away from her and he... Question mark? Yeah. He's he's hidden himself away from her. Yes, yes. And um, feels like abandoned and separate because mm-hmm. she got into Cambridge and he didn't, which was like the only reason she applied there. Was to be with him. Was to be with him. Mm-hmm. And he like resented it he like didn't want her to yeah and then in the end um yeah like didn't get in and followed her and followed her um oh i wanted to go back to the part that i started reading and then i was like oh wait we should talk about the story oh, yeah so the so the sukoyant um sukoyant sukoyant thank you um which is basically like oh actually right before we get to this Sorry, there's like a part where um, Ore, um, so she's like being fucking like chased through this house, but also like pulled through the house and like trapped in rooms in the house. And she yeah, the house finally is really trying to fuck with her. It's trying to fuck with but her. But like also wants, it wants her to leave, but it wants to keep her. Yeah. Because it's really pissed when Miranda helps her leave. Yes. Yes. And uh, she goes, um, there's like a notable moment when she's like first getting to know Miranda and she's in Miranda's dorm room and she sees this picture of this boy and this girl and she's like, oh, those must be cousins or something. And she's like, who who are these people? And she's like, oh, that's my twin brother and me. And she's like, oh, because she looks so different. And she, she to an extent, to. she's like, uh, you're a liar. That's not yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Like this girl just like looks so much more healthy and like isn't, you know, trapped in the veil between worlds. Basically. Yeah. So um, that's notable to know because then we know what old Miranda looked like before the house was preying on her. Well, she is the succulent. She's she trapped is. inside. And yes. there's that scene like right at the end where that's it's what like, I was. Yeah. OK, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to describe it. But oh, okay, you were already um, going to talk about it. So like Ore like comes into this attic and she sees um miranda and miranda's like oh these are like some people and there's like a bunch (laughs) of like scary like white the mannequin was so scary Lindsay. oh man with the apples and oh my god i want to say like sade or yeah probably sade i don't know 
it was but so all these like people these like ghost things are in the room they're like calling out to her and she and ore has been given like a little satchel or sachet of like herbs and chilies and stuff to protect herself and salt and pepper so she like puts them on on the on the spirits and they kind of leave her alone and she follows miranda into this other room where there's just this sewing machine that's just running and the sewing machine's just running and running and it's like juddering on nothing and she like reaches up to Miranda at the crown of her head and just splits her open and the pre mom's death version of Miranda is inside and she's like no like I can't face it so like put me back in and she's like trying to grab the like old discarded skin of herself and put it back on herself and like that moment was like so sad mm-hmm. it reminded me a lot of bent neck lady yeah where it was like is bent oh that neck was her lady in the book or just no the show? just the show okay which i thought was like such a heartbreaking moment in the show mm-hmm Cause she's like, Oh no, you know, it was me, which sorry guys, I guess spoilers for <laughs> haunting of Hill house. Like, um, but where it's like, Oh, so wait, so is, is she the succulent or is, has the she merged with it? Described as it's, she is inside the succulent. Yes. Let me see if I can find it though. Succulent. Succulent. So both yeah, the, she's inside. The, yeah. Like a French. The OU. No, that's AU. I'm thinking in French, but oh, yeah, right. the, and she was like, "Oh, you, yeah." They both sound like Sue. Ooh. Okay, Sukuyan. Sukuyan. Oh, so so okay, so that's right because she before is like, "I am the good lady" or whatever. Good. What is it? Good woman. Good, good mommy. Lady. Good lady. She's like, "I am the good lady," which is her name for the Sukuyan. And or he's like, "What?" And she's like, "I'm sleep talking." Um, looking for it. Oh, here it is. Miranda was in the corner with her arms folded around her knees. She looked blissful like one of the lotus eaters, someone hearing comforting voices. When she saw me, she looked astonished. What's this? She said. I didn't speak to her. If I was going to help her, I shouldn't speak to her. I knelt beside her and rested my hands on her head. She tensed and I cracked her open like a bad nut with a glutinous shell. She split and cleanly from head to toe. There was another girl inside her, the girl from the photograph, all long straight hair and pretty pearlescence. This other girl wailed, no, no, why did you do this? Put me back in. No, no, why did you do this? She gathered the halves of her shed skin and tried to fit them back together across herself. I fell down and watched her amazed from where I sat. I don't want to come out. Put me back in, the girl insisted. Please, I can't cope. Who are you? I asked. She stopped for a moment. I'm Miranda Silver. Who are you? I didn't answer her, but I pointed at the rubbery skin she clutched so desperately. Who is that? It's the good lady, she said. Please help me get back in. I need her. I got up. Don't become her, I said. I knew she wouldn't listen. This new Miranda's gaze was weak. She seemed soft in the head. Before I'd even walked out of the room, she was lying under the sewing machine, trying to sew herself back into the skin. So is she? She's like inside this sukuyant. And good lady is the sukuyant. Right. So 
also there was a part that I really loved, which was so she's talking about the sequent who is in the myth, an old woman. And she says, um, she's thinking about what she should write, uh, probably a book, another tool for the UL's mouth. Uh, and she's like very obsessed with the sequent thing. Something that explores the meaning of the old woman whose only interaction with other people was consumption. It's a client who is not content with herself. She is a double danger. There is the danger of meeting her and the danger of becoming her. Does the nightmare of her belong to everyone or just to me? Which I feel like is also the idea of like growing up and becoming an adult and like aging um, and Miranda not wanting to do that. You know, like there's there I feel like there's so many different levels of like what the sequent represents. Like not only yeah. is it Yeah. And it's kind of it, like up to you. <laughs> yeah. I really liked um, that. I liked that there were so many different things. I it seems like so their mother dies and they find out. And the night before they oh find out God. she dies, for some reason yeah. Elliot like kind of feels like it's coming. And Miranda's getting ready to go to sleep and she's falling asleep. And he says, don't fall asleep. And I thought it was interesting that it's like the word please stuck in his throat. He yeah. wanted to say, please don't fall asleep. And, and he's like, if we don't remember Lily, she will stop existing. Yeah. And he's like, I talk about her. Talk about things you remember. I feel like I can't remember her. And so she just starts saying random things. And this is kind of a moment where I was annoyed with the language. It's like I like the language when the narration is is poetic. Mm-hmm. And I was annoyed by how poetic Miranda was being. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'll read it. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but that's how she is, though. She's I, like very like like Luna Love Goody. She's very like ah, I'm in the, the But like ah. Ellie, even Elliot being like, if we don't remember her, she's gonna disappear tonight. And I'm like, where are you getting this? Because she's Lily isn't witchy. None of them are witchy yet. Like Miranda's kind of kooky and she's like got her pike up. Well, because Miranda's always been kind of weird, right? Like I think I feel like he mentions that she that she has always been kind of moony. Maybe. I w- but he he's like, mm-hmm, normal way of speaking. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Elliot is like scared. She feels like Lily won't come back unless they start talking about their memories of her. So he says, quick, we've got to remember her. What can you remember? Miri's eyes narrowed and she took a long time to reply. Lily's hair, she said finally, the near blackness of it and the wave in it, near the bottom where the brush keeps getting stuck. We need more than that. What else do we know? What else is real about her? Elliot, please. Mary, you'd better fucking stay awake. I mean it. Stay awake or Lily will die. Shrill singing between my ears. Why are you saying this? It's not true, Mary said. The good lady, there is no such thing, Mary. Grow up. She slid out of the covers, gasping, her face mottled pink and white as if she had come from a place of burning. She rested her head against her bedstead. Don't say that. There is such a thing. She was about to cry. There was a change in the shadows, and I twisted around, looking into the corners where the lamplight cracked. Mary is the older twin. Maybe she has seen things that craned their necks to look at her and then withdrew before I was born, thinking that to consider one of us is to consider both. 
Come on, don't be a baby. Just remember something. Lily smells of the ghosts of roses, Mary murmured. Lily is so small, she fits under dad's chin. Lily, stay awake, I warned. Um, She says, Lily loves the shape of cartoon teardrops. Lily never knew her mother and she doesn't care. Lily's favorite films have a lot of tap dancing and a little bit of story. Lily slides toward the color red like it's a magnet. And that was where I was like, okay. (laughs) I was just annoyed by how poetic her language was when she's talking about Lily. Again, because it's like throughout the rest of the book, Lily just seems like a woman. And it doesn't seem like she raised them to be these like little like fairy nymphs who speak this way. And so I like... She doesn't say, Lily smells faintly of roses. Lily smells of the ghosts of roses. And it's like, I've, I'm fine with that when it's the narration. Mm-hmm. Lily slides toward the color red like it's a magnet. But I remember I'm like- Just annoyed I, by it. But that's, yeah, I mean, I, that's a personal taste thing for sure. Yeah. I'm yeah. Not sure I was saying not annoyed everybody by Everybody should be annoyed by that. I'd rather yeah. you weren't. <laughs> I'd rather everybody yeah. like the book. But that is- it, if it was always like that, if like every, it just didn't seem consistent that she talks like that there. Well, she talks like that of. all the time. But she's like, she's like pretty know. weird. She would like, I, for me, I, I understand it. I understand the criticism. And actually, usually I'm annoyed by that kind of thing um, where everything's like a little too stylistic. But for some reason, I'm not. I don't know. Like, I just accepted that she's like this weird, like fairy person. Mm-hmm. Well, I accepted that she very much is. What, I don't know why. Maybe it's just because it's like right at the beginning of the book or something. And again, it's not like I. I feel very strongly that this is a subjective thing. I, I don't believe yeah. this is an objective. Every this is bad. Yeah, feeling about it. Yeah, I just had it. This is personally putting me off. Yeah. For some reason, even though I really like magical realism, I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah. Who can account yeah. for the thoughts and feelings that a person has? Exactly. I feel like it It, it didn't really bother me that. I, I can see how it would bother someone because it is a lot. Because it's very but beautiful. I, it's a very beautiful way. Yeah. Of, I don't know. I just like if it had been the narration, if, if somebody had been telling, if the narration had been telling me this about Lily, like. Here's what Lily was like. Lily liked this. Lily liked that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, poetic. Mm-hmm. But somehow when it's a human doing it, I was just like, yeah. she seems like a little bit too in love with how she's like phrasing this. Again, yeah. this is just my thing. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't really feel like that. I just felt like it. <laughs> it yeah. It. I. I mean, I, I understood that it was very stylized. Um, I, you know, it, 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 but it absolutely is a matter of personal taste because like, you know, we've read a lot of Chuck Palahniuk, which is like, oh, very stylized. Everybody speaks in a very stylized mm-hmm. way. And we hated that. Mm-hmm. I hated that. Mm-hmm. But I think because it's like, you know, that's like very like, not macho, but like, you know, edgelordy. Yeah. Well, it's like, versus, aren't I like so dark? Yeah, yeah. It's because we also just didn't like the books overall. Yeah, overall, Our I book. did not. I truly despised Ugh, Lullaby. Yeah, I hated that book. Uh, that um, was an outside genre episode. It was outside like, yeah, Patreon.com slash Teen Creeps. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'm a subscriber, $8 a month and up. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but I, under- I understand. It's just like, and there's, I think <sighs> this seems so up my alley that mm-hmm. I'm almost annoyed that I was annoyed by it. Yeah. I'm like, why aren't I into this more? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it, 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 it definitely is a book that like, I think if I read it again, I will, I will appreciate the first half a lot more. Um, the, I, I think the reason, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I think I, 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 I was okay with it. And I think I, I was okay. I was okay with it because it seemed like the author was aware that she was a lot because there was this, <laughs> because there was this character. Remember Ore overhears this guy talking about her and he's like, okay, she's an affected little goose. And she's yeah. like, hmm. She's like, that's I, true, but that's also a very I, effective thing to say. I really like that. Yeah. I, yeah. I enjoyed that part. It's like, mm, but you're also like phrasing that in a very precious little way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I liked that. Um, I got annoyed with something. What was it? It reminds me of this. Oh, yeah. I read an article about some of the kids who were setting off the fireworks in New York because somebody like a journalist was looking into what the fuck was going on. Mm-hmm. And it was just these kids who bought fireworks and they were setting them off. and. And this little fucker wasn't wearing a mask. And his Mm -hmm. reason why, he's like, COVID is corny. And I was like, that fucking statement is corny, you stupid little bitch. You're going to die and you're going to be like so precious and in love with yourself about it. COVID is corny. That sentence is so corny itself. Yeah, Using the word corny is fucking corny. Anyway. (laughs) I I mean, I've I've called... Actually, very recently, I've called people corny. Yeah, but you're good, and and I love you. But also, you're not that, that person is corny, shit. and I think you know who I'm talking about because I have talked to to you about them. But that's a <laughs> secret that will remain in our hearts, and people can guess. And in um, our um, uh, like rotting uh, souls. Yeah, yeah, rotting in our souls and festering. Mm-hmm. Um, but I there was a part that I hold on. Oh, God, back to the thing that I keep trying to read and I just keep getting distracted. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We, we did talk about that. We did talk about that. Oh, how and she's then, like inside the Suyukin? Yeah, su- yeah. Sukuyent? I don't know why I Oh, this is the other thing that like I I loved, I really, really loved when we were in Ore's head. I She was um, my favorite. I just really I liked her. being in her head. Oh my God, just her like dealing with so, like her, her feelings towards race and her sexuality and her rejecting of her own race and her. Yeah, her like, mixed feelings about being an adopted a, like, Nigerian British yeah. girl adopted by white parents who's like not in touch with her culture and like resents anybody trying to push her that way i liked i liked also that a lot because it's like on the one hand there's like a sadness there but on the other it's like i get to decide my identity yeah don't just fucking assume because we're both nigerian that yeah we're the same yeah but then also at the same time she feels this imposter syndrome right yes. because like yeah. he's like hey sister because so basically she's walking on campus um and this guy who's like part of the nigerian club says like oh hey sister um 
and he tries to give her this pamphlet to like come to the club and she like reluctantly takes it and then she's like oh i want to throw it away and she's like well why don't i just do that now well i don't want him to see me why do i care if he sees me and then so she's like feeling all these things where she's like like yes by appearance i am your sister but at the same time no i'm not because like i don't feel as connected to my culture as i do and i feel guilty for that mm-hmm. like i loved the There's like layers of on. that yeah it was really cool um but so she there's this so i loved how well that helen oyami got me to ship ore mm-hmm. and miranda before they even met yes and the moment they met i was like oh my god they're meeting yes <laughs> so the moment they meet she well they uh, they are both there for their cambridge interviews before yes. they've even graduated. And then like, so they kind of meet and they have like this little moment and then they don't see each other. Mm-hmm. And Miranda is the one who gets her to go through with the interview because she's yeah. like, I don't belong here. Nobody like me has ever gone here before. And she is feeling yeah. that huge imposter syndrome energy. Mm-hmm. And um, so they, they have this very cute moment where like Miranda's like, well, if you stay, I'll give you a prize. Like, do your interview and I'll give you a prize. And she's like, okay. And she does the interview. And then what was the prize? The prize was just, I think what happened is they bumped into each other and Ori dropped her purse or something. Oh, right. And she Miranda's like, purse. your prize yeah. was your purse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they don't see each other. Uh-huh. And, then, that's and it. then, and like, even then, even then I was like, I ship them. And then, they keep seeing each other like across Cambridge, like seeing each other, seeing each other. What's really uh, interesting is Ore at first is seeing um, that girl Tihana. Yes. Who has a huge problem with Miranda because she's convinced that Miranda is doing stuff to the guys in their immigrant community. Who is? Is it that girl? I, is it? Is it the girlfriend? No, I think. I, I was so confused by that because or I was like, good lady? hello, Elliot, are you not recognizing the whole white and red cigarette thing that Emma was doing with you? Yeah. I was I was like, what the fuck is going on? It was on? Emma, right? Yeah. Emma was the one smoking those white and red cigarettes. Emma was the one who suddenly had short hair. Yeah. And something, she was like attacking the boys, but then like Emma disappeared. I was like, I don't know what the fuck. Is going on, and she never returned to it, which is like she fine. But I was confused. Page, but yeah, it was because then it, it was, did seem yeah. like Miranda was consuming these boys, like because that moment where she goes down to the basement and her mother, grandmother, and great grandmother's ghosts are down there, and they all have padlocks yes. on their fucking lips. Yeah, and Lily's like, "Oh, I did them the favor of putting padlocks." lips yeah and then like that boy that she kissed in the bar is trapped in the walls and his little fingers are poking out i know And she's like consuming the fingers and then she like wakes up or comes out of it or leaves the basement or whatever and i was like is this real i don't know it's fine that i don't know yeah but can we talk about the fact that it was obviously emma who attacked yes. that boy yes and then he drinks bleach later in the summer because he was so traumatized by what happened Yes. I was like, but what happened? I know. I was and like, Tihana oh my God. accuses Miranda of it because Miranda has short hair ever since she got back, even though her cousin, whose name I can't remember, is like 
sees a photo and he's like, oh, Oh, that's not her. Yeah. And she's like, oh, even though like her and her friends had straight up attacked. They were like going to stab her. They were going to shiv her. Yeah, holding a knife up to her. And Elliot confronts her. So then Tihana also ends up at Cambridge and she and Ore are friends first. And then Tihana like rejects her. Yeah. Because they hook up and then and then as soon as they do, Ore is kind of like, oh, she's like pulling away from me. But then at the same time, she kind of wasn't pulling away from her. Because like she comes. Yeah. And I think that was Ore like projecting. Well, I think it was like. Kind of Tihana recognizing that Ore had a fascination with Miranda yeah. and was pulling away. And that's why she leaves her with that like exorcism water. Yeah. That purple exorcism water. Yeah. Because she still thinks Miranda is like an evil witch. Yeah. Then Ore also implies that like, I think she's the one who they were kissing in the park and she stopped it and said, I can't do this. And she's the one who was like, who ghosted her friend. Yeah. When they right, a lot of it is hooking like, up in high is, school. Yeah, a lot of it is like her like cuz she has a lot of like self-hatred for a lot of things that she feels others other her or classify her or something. Yeah. But the the mo- so the moment that like she meets her again in Cambridge, I was like, "Yay!" Oh yeah, my god. I was very excited. Cuz they so she she just decides to go for a walk and go to the library and then sees Miranda like studying and I found Miranda at a desk beside a staircase on one of the wings she had her head down and her hair blackened the pages of her opened book I thought she was sleeping but as I came closer I saw that her eyes were open and she was looking sideways at me I said whoa before I could check myself hello Ori she didn't sit up maybe she couldn't actually bring herself to she hadn't even taken her coat off uh blah 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 and then um what do you do when you can't sleep Walk about, I said. We looked at each other for a decade or at least eight months. Let's walk about tonight, she said. I loved that line. She gave her night away so easily that it was almost impersonal. This conversation could have happened between her and anyone who'd come up the stairs and they said they had trouble sleeping, but it wasn't like that somehow. It was like at that interview when I was so panicked, I heard myself singing Frere Jacques under my breath and sat feeling detached from my mouth while my voice got louder and louder and I had to get up and take the song home, locked up under my temples. Um, Like that passage was so i don't know i was so excited for them to like start dating Mm -hmm. i didn't expect them to date until um actually did i now i'm questioning i don't think i expected it until it happened i just really wanted i was really looking forward to them meeting i thought she was still gonna keep things up with tihana and then there was gonna be like a drama drama because tihana hates miranda me too. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I really loved the part how she would like run her fingers through Miranda's ghost hair. Oh my God. Because it was like she has short hair, but when Ori touched her, she could feel her long hair still there. And then, so then when she like cracks Miranda open and the real Miranda is inside with her long hair. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, that was the ghost hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I think, and I, you know what? I was right. I liked this book more after we <laughs> talked about it. I did because it's like, I, well, I, I knew that as soon as the second part hit, all of a sudden I like could not put the book down. 
Yeah, I, I was like, really okay, into it. I am going to read until their Kindle Condal is telling me there is an hour left. And then I will mm-hmm. read the remaining hour in the morning before we record. And so I'm reading it and it's like 1 a.m. I was like, great, I'll get to bed by 1 a.m. And then I could not put the book down. I was like, I have to know what happens. I, I love want to read her other stuff. I want to read her other stuff. Yeah, her first book was called Icarus Girl. And I think I've heard of that before this. And there's also Mr. Fox. It all Fox. sounds really interesting. I do. It's like I resent. It's so funny because I resent that I think I'll appreciate it more on a second read, but I also respect it. And I also really wanted to do it as soon as I finished the book. So I have a lot of complicated feelings about (laughs) this book, but I do think it's, it's very good. Yes. It's very good. I just bought it on, on, on Kindle. I mean, I'm sorry. I just bought a paperback. Ooh, tell me what it's like. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I would recommend if you guys are already planning on buying this, buy a paperback. Yeah, yeah. Or hardback, whatever, you know, physical copy. I also loved, I loved the how cover, this book ended. I, I, it was so heartbreaking and so... I was, it was like the book started with her being gone and buried and I really yeah. didn't want it to happen or I wanted her to come back. I know, and but I knew at the same time, I was like, it might be... Here's the thing. My heart and soul wanted her to come back my like writer in me did not i like if that makes sense yeah like a happy ending would have been cheap yeah like just kind of cheesy mm-hmm. more corny if you will but i love when she like helps or leave the house and says goodbye to her she like knows what she has to do she has to go back to the house and defeat the suyukunt Su- Su- yeah. excuse me and she's like i it's so in it's so interesting because it's like I have to go and learn how to be me again and defeat the house and the Sukuyant. And yeah. it's going to take too long and Ore won't be able to wait for me. Dude. But then can I, at the beginning of the book, Ore is like, I wonder if she misses me. Yeah. And so I'm like, she will wait for you. <laughs> yeah. I also loved like, you know, we end the book in... Elliot's mind, which I think is fitting because it's her twin. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay, I have to write this all down because something whack happened. (laughs) I found her shoes. They were filled with this like weird viscous red water that smells like roses. He doesn't talk about that. He's like, "Mm, her shoes were gone. She didn't leave the shoes and that's all there is to it. And then there's a lot more. But so the way it ends, I would like to read this if I could. Just because it's so it's gross. It's it's oh the, the the viscous stuff. Yeah. That's gross. But it's also sad. Okay, oh, yeah. hold on. Yeah. Um let me see. Okay, this might be a little bit long. Let's see. Oh, I also love that they call her room the psychomantium. Yeah. She calls it that. It's so funny. <laughs> I when I looked that up, I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> Wait, what's a psychomantium? Oh, it's it's um like a seance room. That's an <gasps> actual term. So it's a very dark room with no windows and just like a table and chairs. And there's always a mirror, but you angle it so that you can never see your reflection and it like facilitates communication with the ghosts that you're calling. Oh my God. So it's a very specific term. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Okay. Um, Blah, blah, blah. We're just going to get to, uh, okay. 
The psychomantium is detached from the house, even more so than Lily's studio. I smelt roses stronger than I ever had in my life. Mary's shoes were lined up at the feet of her coat mannequin. Six neatly polished, six neatly polished size 6S with mad heels. Mm-hmm. That's right. She always wears stilettos. Oh, yeah. That's so interesting. The smell came from the shoes. The shoes were soaked through with, I didn't make a sound, but stood away. I tried to think and look again. Red water. Water that was red and smelled of roses. It was thick, though. Some of it gathered in viscous lumps. Between the sight of the shoes and my head cold, I had to throw up. But then I had to hide the shoes. They had to be hidden or they would expose the omission in my memory so bulky and strange. Miri left the house barefoot, so she was supposed to come back. My chalk-sickened sister. Shh. Miri left the house barefoot. It would be stupid to hide the shoes or get rid of them. I emptied them and cleaned them as best I could. But would that color stick to the inside? The smell stuck, but I got rid of the thick water. The next day there was more. I am changed to the shoes. There is nothing to be done. Sometimes, if you sit still beside them, you can watch them filling up like rain puddles forming before your eyes. I can't stop the shoes from filling, but I can't ignore them either. I have to keep emptying them into the bathroom sink, then rinsing and scrubbing hard with Jif and Dettel, then replacing the shoes exactly where they were so that Dad never knows. What happened that night? I can't tell anyone. I don't know. I didn't see. There's no one in Dover who looks like my sister. I tour the town walking and on my bike, shaken by the ratio of water to land. Martin and Emma are together and are spending the summer teaching English somewhere in the third world. The others don't come around and only ask me over half-heartedly. I don't talk, and my silences are not mysterious. Dad doesn't notice, but chairs are moved in the house. You leave a room and when you return, the chair is scraped back from the table. Doors you leave closed are open behind your back. And every day, the shoes. I will write this down now before I decide not to. This morning, I had just put the shoes back in their usual place when I heard someone walking in the attic. They walked slowly, as if weak. Their tread was light. I said, Miri? It felt as if I hadn't spoken aloud for days. The walker stood still soon as I spoke. But she was there. I knew it. If she was there, she'd step again. Once for no, twice for yes. Once for no, twice for yes. Hear me. I whispered, Miri, are you alive? My question wasn't loud enough to be heard outside of the room, but two creaks came from above, paired with deliberation. I had to hold on to the wall. I've read that madness is present when everything you see and hear takes on equal significance. A dead bird makes you cry, and so does a doorknob. This morning, I was not mad. The only thing significant to me in all the world was the creaking upstairs. Where are you? In the house? Where in the house? No sound. Miri, are you coming back? Step, step, halt. I asked, when? Three creaks. She stepped three times. What is the meaning of it? Three creaks? Three weeks? If she comes back for her shoes in three days, then I only need to empty them another three times. If it really is three weeks that were meant, what then? If three months, what then? Three years. That's why I had to write it down now, because I may no longer believe I heard anything in Mary's room. And then it's the end. Like that, the hope there, the... I think I I really benefit from hearing a book read out loud. (laughs) 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 I think like when I was younger... I was a much mm-hmm. more visual mm-hmm. reader. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, I- I'm not, or maybe I'm just like speeding through it too much. I don't know. But it, hearing it out loud is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And it's so sad and so full of hope. And it's so, it's everything. It's really good. Yep. Yeah. And the ending there, I love that it ends like that. That was, I saw on Goodreads, a lot of people really hate that ending. What? Um, Why would you hate that ending? Yeah. It's not satisfying. It is too. 
It is satisfying. It is <laughs> satisfying because he's hoping and that's that she is somewhere. And hopefully, it, maybe that's her. It might be the house lying to him. Who knows? No. But no. I, I love him just being like, I might not, because that so captures to the feeling of loss, right? Mm-hmm. Or even loss. And he might don't think have closure. That, like he imagined it, the farther away from it he gets. Yes. Because like our memories are all we have and every time we remember them, they're different. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's really, I don't know. I, 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 I loved it. I felt like it was really effective. Mm-hmm. It was really good. So mm-hmm. I say read this one. Maybe for sure. get the audiobook. <laughs> I looked, there isn't one. I'll, I'll narrate this book for you if you want Do me it. to. <laughs> it takes so long. <laughs> it would take so long. It would take so long. Uh, um, I wish there was an audiobook. This came out 2014. Be a good, it would mm. be a good audiobook. Although a lot of the like cool things that are done with like spacing and stuff are, would be lost. But I think you That's can do that. That's true. With, but with, you can supplement with performance. I wonder I if. I wonder if um, Lincoln and the Bardo has an audiobook. That'd be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I have to read I that. Up. It's so good. Oh, wow. Oh, it. weird. Yeah, it has a full-on cast. Oh, I interesting. I listen to this. Uh, Dunham is in it. Or reads oh, in it. no. Yeah. I really cannot stand no, her at all. thank you. It's Nick Hard Offerman, pass. David Sedaris, George Saunders, Carrie Brownstein, Miranda July, Lena Dunham. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm good. <laughs> I like the voices that existed in my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really good. It, it is I'll all there that. is a very steep learning curve on Lincoln and the Bardo. And at first I was like, again, I was like mad at it. But yeah. I love George Saunders already. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm sure it'll be fine. And then it was. And then it's fucking I was just weeping. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's I don't think really I've good. ever read any George Saunders. Have oh, I? Oh, I love him so much. I haven't read him. Look him up. I um Speaking of experimental books, I read about half of House of Leaves and I was like, is this worth it? <laughs> I think because most people answer that question with a no. Yeah, it's not. I don't think I was going back and forth on footnotes and I was like, I think this seems like an art school project. Yeah. <laughs> I also this isn't quite that, but I was like, I hope. Probably never read Infinite Jest. Oh, I've read Infinite Jest. I've actually have I read all of it. I think I stopped halfway through because I was like, I could just read other things. Yeah, exactly. I think it would be a lot easier to read on Condal because of all the footnotes. Yeah, It'd be super easy to get to the footnotes. Yeah, <laughs> and I would assume that they would bother to format it correctly for for that because I feel like Condal sometimes is like for some of the books we read that are like not well known. They're like mm, format, yeah. who cares? <laughs> but Infinite Jest is a very well known book, so yeah. I'm assuming also it, like they a did footnote it, is right. such a specific like function within Condal. Yes. yes. Yeah. Anyway, recommend. Yeah, hard recommend. Mm-hmm. Read this book. Um, do it on paperback. It's probably uh, a better experience. Or just read it aloud. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Your voice will get so tired. Um, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We really, really appreciate you. Yes. 
And thank you to our Patreon people too. You you help keep our show alive. Yes. So thank you to our Patreon producers, Erin Fernandez, Adriana Field, Ann Dwyer, Ashley Fritz, Claire Moore, Courtney McPhail, Danielle Lamana, Danny, Emily Pooley, Gabriela Santiago, Grace Armstrong, Jonathan Venable, Jordan Colwick, Karen Lewis, Kat Miller, Katie Lilly, Katie Olsner, Kelly Burns, Christina, Landry Desmond, Laura Hooper, Luke Bartek, Mandalay Wolschlager, Mariana Terzakis, Melody, Ter- Terzakis, Terzakis. Oh, yeah. I oh took out God. the thing because I felt like it was throwing us off. It was throwing us off. It was. Yeah. Mariana Terzakis, Melody, Megan Lozier, Micah Eunice, Miguel Camacho, Miranda Hester, Molly Marks, Nikki Lenowski, Oscar Gallegos, Pamela, Randy Clash, Rashad Black, Rogue Kalahua, Sarah, Sarah Jaggers, Sarah Michelle, Sasha Gibson, Shannon Pickens, Sydney Bollinger, Justin Buckner, Victoria Beck, Victoria Valdez, Wendy Bartos. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Patreon producers. Thanks for going that extra mile. But of course, thank you to all of our Patreon donors. And thank you yes. for everybody just listening. Yeah, we appreciate you all. Yes. Uh, and next week, we will be reading Demon by Samantha Lee. Demon. Demon. Demon <laughs> by Demon. Samantha by, Lie. by Samantha Lee. Lie. Zuns. <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs> Catch you next week, guys. In the meantime, keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.